the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, and welcome to today's City Mission Hope for the Homeless podcast. I'm Leah Dietrich, Director of Residential Programs for City Mission in Washington, PA. Today, we are starting off the next part of our AIRS model, City Mission's holistic care model, by discussing the E, which stands for employment. I have with me in studio, Brianna Kedlesik and Bree, go ahead and introduce yourself and what you do at the City Mission. Yeah, my name is Brianna Kadlasik. I am the manager of career services at the City Mission. I help with career training and education for the men and women that reside at the Mission. So that goes from helping people get their GED and connecting them to GED tutoring to connecting them with uh, industry-related training to helping them build resumes and go to uh, in-person or virtual job fairs and connecting them with employers. So everything relating to that is what I'm working on with our clients. Thank you so much, Bree, for what you do at the mission and also for being here today. We're going to be talking about employment. And one of the questions that we get often is, how can we connect residents to employment? And if it was just that simple that all we needed to do was connect every resident that we have to a job that they enjoyed, then that would be a, an easier task than we often have. Um, employment is very important, though. We want our residents to be connected to the highest level of employment they are eligible for. And I say that because with the heirs model, we're really looking at connecting people with options that are going to sustain them in the future. So it may look like full-time employment for an individual who comes to us, or it may look like part-time employment in schooling or part-time employment and maybe some disability income or part-time employment and retirement income even for our individuals. So that's what we consider at City Mission to be success within employment. We think it's important that individuals are connected with something that helps them to feel connected within the community. And that can even be volunteer work. And I know that you've helped individuals connect with varying levels, whether it be part-time employment, sometimes volunteer work or internships even, um, in order to get people to that next phase of life. Talk to us a little bit about what an average client comes in needing from the Career Center. So, gosh, even from the beginning, uh, a piece we often don't think of is identification. For many of us, we've grown up, we've gotten our ID as soon as we are able to, or our driver's license, and uh, we have our birth certificate and our social security card uh, hid away in a lockbox, and we don't even think about it. Whenever we need it, we just pull it out, and it's there. But for many of our men and women, uh, through their periods of homelessness, or at different rehabs, or wherever they're coming from, they've either lost those pieces or had them stolen, or other things like that. So just even getting their identification can be a big barrier for them, especially if they were born in another state. Because identification costs money, and sometimes they just don't know how to navigate the hurdles of a bureaucracy by themselves. 
So the mission, we're able to help them fund that identification and provide them with the connections that they need in order to actually get that identification because you can't get a job without your identification. So just even from that piece, we don't even really realize that that can be a barrier before they even start the job searching process. Absolutely. I think that that's one of the things that we take for granted, right? If you're going to apply for a job, you need to have your social security card and you need to have your your photo ID in order to begin that job. So that's step one, stage one, is getting those basics in order. And then I think the, the next step that you really help with is helping individuals to identify what path they want to take. A lot of our residents haven't had the luxury of considering what is my career path going to be? What do I want to do for the next 20 years? Oftentimes they take the first job. I I know Dean always talks about the fact that, you know, a job at McDonald's or a job at a local restaurant may seem like a good option, but it's just not sustainable. It doesn't allow an individual to sustain that housing that we talked about in our last podcast. It's important that they're able to find something that is going to allow them to grow and allow them to really be secure in their future. So how do you help individuals to get to that place? What training options do they have while they're at the mission? Talk to us a little bit about what that process is. So there's two pieces to that. Uh, One, often we do get people who don't have their high school diploma or their GED. And that's a massive, massive barrier, especially for anyone who wants to grow in any way, shape, or form at a position. You are most likely going to be kind of left with all of the entry-level positions and not really able to grow into any type of manager position, nor will you be able to get any type of associates-level training through a trade school or anything like that. And we do have some of our residents who are wanting to get those higher levels of degree And they're just not able to because they don't have their GED or a high school diploma. Uh, So we have a wonderful volunteer who comes in and she works with them. And for those of you who are not aware, uh, the GED is four tests in four different subjects. So it's not that they can just go in and take one test and then they're done. It takes months and sometimes years of tutoring one-on-one with a person who's qualified to be tutoring and really getting that information so that they're able to go in and take those tests. And we've seen people, when they're able to get to that point where they're able to take one of the four tests, and they are so nervous and they're so worried, and we are just praying for them. And it's amazing to see the confidence that they have once they see those test results and they realize they passed one of their GED tests really, really amazing. So that's one barrier that we're looking at. uh, And one way we're able to help them with their success. Another is training. So for many of our residents, they've been working within an industry for a while, but they've just always kind of stayed at that same level. They've never really got any formalized certificate of any of the information that they know. So we're able to provide them some online training opportunities with things like Serve Safe Food Handler for people who work in our kitchen um, and OSHA 10, which is a industry standard for most industrial environments. So they're able to, through our uh, computer lab, take those trainings, get a nice certificate that they can show to a future employer and have that standard to say, I've taken OSHA 10 or I've taken Serve Safe Food Handler 
those are going to be recognized by those employers, and those employers are going to see that they've been doing some things to work on themselves. And even for kind of future things, there's sometimes manager-level certificates that they're able to get, and they're able to start paving a better way forward through just you know even a five-hour or 10-hour course that they're able to do where they don't have to pay for it. The mission pays for that for them, so they have every opportunity to succeed in the future. And that's a huge deal, because I know some of those certificates, a few hours of training can mean an extra dollar or two per hour, which could be a complete game changer. I know that you were sharing with me even earlier this morning that it takes a job that pays $12 an hour to sustain an apartment on your own within Washington. And I think it's so important to understand that, that the average job that our residents are getting are these jobs, $12 and above per hour, that are going to sustain their future. And that is an amazing thing. It's because of programs like Serve Safe and OSHA 10. And also, we have some residents who are even in further education classes. They're starting to take some college classes. They're going back to school for a certified recovery specialist uh, certification. They're getting that training with the hopes to become a social worker or a case manager one day. It's amazing to see our residents really find a passion and then go after that. And then I know that we work a lot with employers within the community. You were just telling me this morning about phone calls that you were receiving in the past week. So talk to us about some of the employers and maybe even share a story about a resident who has found employment and been really successful through that process and through working with the CTEC. Yeah, it's amazing that now people are starting to know the city mission and they're starting to get a better understanding that we're not just kind of three hots in a cot, like they always say, of, you know, providing that only that food and that housing, that our residents are actually getting connection to employment. And so we get various companies from right within Washington, uh, from restaurant to industrial to ones kind of in the greater Washington area that they are just eager to hire people that they know are going to be consistent with them. A lot of our residents think because of either their background, because of their past with an addiction, their issues um, in their past with mental illness, that they're going to be, that they're kind of unemployable. That's a very difficult thing for them to work through. And so with these trainings and with the other programming that they're doing, they're able to build up their confidence and see that they can do these different positions Uh, We had one resident who came in by the name of Nick. He had come in with some pretty interesting skills already and uh, was a dog trainer. And we had the right connection with a local humane society. Our CEO was able or our COO was able to connect him with uh, a local humane society helped him get a part-time job. It definitely wasn't his ideal at first to get a part-time job. Um, And during that time, he was taking uh, some online courses through our partnership with the Citizens Library here in Washington, where uh, he had access to some veterinary courses that he was able to take while he was working part-time. And then he was able to just perfect timing as a new humane as a humane society was expanding and growing he was able to get a full-time job at that humane society and he had been waiting so long to get that full-time job and it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it how proud he was and how excited he was and the whole staff and community around him were just so proud of him because he had worked so hard within his recovery so hard within all of the elements that he was doing to better himself to see him get that full-time position at the Humane Society was just amazing. And to hear his excitement and passion for that job 
was just amazing. I've heard that he's continued to do well and uh, continued dog training, and I'm just so proud of him. And I always look forward to hearing updates about him because he's definitely a resident that I got to see progress in some amazing ways. Will always stick out as a resident that I've seen his life transformed through the programming that we have and the connections to local employers that we have. Absolutely. And what an amazing thing to see our residents wanting to seek careers where they can give back, whether it be to animals or to people. Um, I, I just think it's a fantastic transformation, really. I know that oftentimes our residents can struggle with feeling that they aren't worthy of having the opportunity to do these things and seeing them have these opportunities granted to them where maybe their legal history or their addictions history may typically prevent them from having that opportunity, but God opens a door and a path is created and they're able to really do these amazing things. Um, I would say that one of the challenges that our residents often have is sometimes they do see these opportunities come up and they watch their their fellow residents leave um, to go into a field and maybe another job's open and they can take a take a a job that maybe they're not quite ready for. And I would say this is probably our number one reason that residents leave too early from the program. Um, Talk to us about the importance of that. Why is it so important for them to wait um, on employment, even when a good job seems to appear? So I often say for our residents, it's not hard for them to get a job. A myth that I often hear about uh, homelessness is they're just too lazy. They don't want to work. Believe me, I know these men and women, they want to work so badly. The fact that we ask them to wait is very, very difficult. And it takes a lot of self-control for them to wait and be patient with the process because they want to work. They like working. They really do enjoy working and the satisfaction that it brings to them. So when we ask them to be patient with the program, focus on their mental health, focus on their recovery, it's actually really difficult to, for them uh, because they they like working. They make it feels them. It makes them feel productive. It makes them feel good to earn money and that freedom that they have. So I have seen it happen though many times where someone you know just gets presented with a job that just seems too perfect, and we try to rally around them and we ask, okay, how's your recovery fitting into this? How's your job actually going to fit into your recovery? Are you going to be sustainable? Are you going to continue to go to meetings? All of those things, because we want that foundation that they've been building while they've been here at the mission to stay stable. And recovery is the main way that they're going to keep that job. So we definitely see it happen where the job just seems too good. And unfortunately, we do have them uh, run into some difficulties. The recovery lapses, and unfortunately, the job quickly follows but when the residents really do, really are patient with the process, we find that they will find sustainable employment and they will be able to keep that job once they've left the mission and long term because they've built community supports around them. Absolutely. I think it's so important for residents to stay connected to the program, trust the process and know that if they keep working the program, they will be successful mm-hmm. in the future. And Sometimes that means they need to come back and remember that again uh, if they do take that de- or make that decision to move on too quickly. The City Mission has had great success in this area. About 64% of our residents in 2019 to 2020 left successfully with a sustainable job. That means full-time or part-time 
with an additional supplemental income and were able to be successful um, in that area. What a tremendous blessing it has been uh, to watch our residents grow. I thank you, Bree, for your work with our residents and uh, work in this area. Thank you for joining us for today's discussion. Next time, we will be talking about the I in our heirs model, which stands for income. Please feel free to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We would love to have your comments on the topics we discuss. Until next time, God bless all of you. For myself, Leah Dietrich, and the entire City Mission, Hope for the Homeless Team. 